Proverbs chapter 3. Most of y'all probably know this verse, or these two verses. We're going to read in verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. You notice you can't do both at the same time. They're, They're mutually exclusive is the term. If you do one, it excludes the other. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Verse 6, In all thy ways, in all thy ways, one more time, in all thy ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy path. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him. Now, when is all? Is that just when you're at church on Sunday or Wednesday? Is that just when you're in the presence of fellow Christians and your family members? You know what all means? All. Man, ain't the English language simple? All. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him. That means when you're at work, acknowledge God. That means when you're walking through the mall, acknowledge God. That means when you're sitting in the movie theater, acknowledge God. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. How many of you here today need God to direct your path? Oh man, I need God directing my path. In fact, if He didn't direct my path, I know where my path would lead. And it's not good, y'all. It's not a good ending in that direction. What I want to talk to you about today is satisfaction. How many of y'all here today are satisfied? You ever, you ever get that feeling, man, you, you sit down and eat a good meal... And then your wife brings you a bowl of peach cobbler with vanilla ice cream, and you eat that, and, and you say, Man, I sure am full. You're satisfied, right? Now that's in the carnal. That's the flesh side. You see, what I've learned in my 35 years now of, of living on this earth is that it is easy to, at least for a little while, satisfy the flesh. Easy. In fact, most of those things that satisfy the flesh so easily are the things I need to avoid. The things I need to steer clear of. Because see, those things that come so easily and naturally are the things that will damn my soul to hell. Right? So, satisfied. That word just keeps going through my mind. Satisfied. And as I was praying last night, God began to speak to me and He said, Why is it you're satisfied before you come to my house? What are you satisfied with? 
What is it that you filled yourself up with before you even got here? And you know, there's two ways you can answer this. It's either the things of God or it's the things of the world. There ain't no in-between. There's only two ways you can satisfy yourself, and that's worldly things or spiritual things. So what am I satisfied with? Well, I want to point out something else to y'all. That when you spend so much time satisfying your flesh, you don't need, you don't feel the need anyway to satisfy the Spirit. Do y'all understand that your flesh can override your spirit? Do you understand that if you flee, feed the carnal man too much, the spirit man is just washed away and covered over? He becomes just something, an afterthought. You see, the Word tells us that when we receive Jesus, we become a new creation. It says that those old things passed away. He said everything becomes new. Now what is it talking about? You see, Paul goes on to tell you over in, I believe, Romans. I may be wrong. It's the one, y'all have probably heard it before, that's real confusing about the this I do, that I don't do, and it just it's a big tongue twister. And I'm going to tell you real quickly and easily what that means. What Paul is telling you in that Scripture is that after you're saved and you continue to sin, it's not, the, it's not you that does it anymore, it's your flesh. And why does he make that distinction? Because that other Scripture I just told you about says that when you receive Jesus, you become a new creation. That old man is not you anymore. Okay? So there's two separate natures there at war with each other. And I'm going to get to why this is about being satisfied today. If I can talk. You see, we spend a whole lot of time in the natural. You almost have to, right? I mean, that's just the way it works. Even though we're a new creation, even though Jesus saved us from ourselves and our sin, we still have to live on this earth. So we we live in the world daily. And all of y'all know that you can't live in the world very long without some of that rubbing off on you. So what does being satisfied have to do with that? Well, Think back to the last time you found yourself satisfied. What was it that got you to that point? I would venture to say most of you here today, if you remember that point that you think, man, I sure am satisfied. It was a fleshly, carnal, worldly thing. It may have been food. It may have been... You spent all day on the lake fishing. It may have been any kind of thing that you think of that you enjoy doing. But I guarantee you most of you are going to say something that was worldly. 
Now, I want to ask a harder question. When was the last time you found yourself satisfied spiritually? See, I get a little taste every now and then. There ain't too many of us in here that can't remember the last time we satisfied ourselves with food. I'll be the first one to admit. But when was the last time I just ate and ate and ate till I was so full of spiritual things that I was ready to just lean back and say, Oh man, I am full. So what are you satisfied with? What is it that's satisfying you? And see, the reason why I want you to understand this is because when I fill myself up of the world, I don't have room for spiritual things. I don't have a desire for it. You ever been so full... (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) You ever been so full that you said, no, I can't eat another bite? Man, that cake looks good, but I'm just too full. I can't eat no more. In fact, you get to the point you don't even want to see the food because you're so full. Well, you see, you, you fill yourself up on worldly things, worldly activities and priorities. And then it comes Sunday and you say, Oh, I am tired. I've had a long week and I've got to go to church. And you get to church, and you come in, and you sit down, and you say, Oh, isn't it good to be in the presence of the Lord? Do you all understand what I'm saying? Now, <clears throat> why do we find ourselves in those situations? Why is it we choose to feed our flesh to the point, and I ain't just talking about eating food, why is it we choose to fill ourselves up on that kind of stuff to the point that it overrides our spiritual desires? I don't necessarily know that I have the answer to that. But you know what? I have the remedy. And that's all that matters, ain't it? I don't need to know why. I don't need to know how. All I need to know is the remedy. I know i got a problem and I need to know how to fix it, right? When you go to the doctor and the doctor says, Look, you've got this contagious rash. Does it really matter how you got it? Does it really matter what this rash is going to do to you? I mean, it might be interesting to know, but the real reason you went to the doctor was for what? The remedy. The thing that's going to fix the problem, right? He could start speaking in all kinds of doctorese, and you'd say, okay, that's all good, but where's the medicine? What do I do to fix the problem? So that's what we need to know, right? Y'all turn to Matthew. Y'all, this is simple stuff today. Simple. You don't have to do a whole lot of studying to figure this out. 
Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know what that sounds like to me? sounds like being satisfied. All that other stuff will take care of itself. I'll have what I need. I won't want for anything I need anyway. God will supply all of my need according to His riches and glory. Right? Turn to 1 John chapter 2. I'm not just going to tell you once. I'll tell you twice how to fix the problem. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Now y'all listen to this. This will flat out break your heart if you're not in the right place. If any man love the world... The love of the Father is not in him. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It didn't say there's a good chance it's not. It didn't say probably not. It said it's not. Huh? Y'all agree with what I just read? Well, thank goodness, because that's the Word of God, not mine. What are you filling yourself up with? What is it that you find yourself 90% of the time? Well, let's just let's shorten this down a little bit. What is it you find yourself six days out of the week satisfying yourself with what is it that we're that we spend all week thinking about and doing and focusing on see that first scripture i read you said in all your ways acknowledge him you know what that means to me it means bring god into every aspect of my life it means that just because I'm doing something that's worldly doesn't mean God can't be on the scene. Just because I'm doing something that's not at the church house doesn't mean that I shouldn't acknowledge God and say, my Savior is Jesus Christ. The Word says that if you are ashamed of Him, He's going to be ashamed of you. Now I'm here to tell y'all today that it doesn't matter where you find yourself this next week. It doesn't matter what position you're in, what status you have, where you go in this world. You can acknowledge God in all your ways. And when he, when you do that, that word makes a promise to you. It's not just something hopeful that might come about. It says that when you acknowledge God in all your ways, He will direct your paths. What does it mean to have God direct your path? It means you're going to steer you around some problems. It means He's going to lead you the way you ought to go. It means you're going to be looking to Him for satisfaction and not the world. I want to tell you all something about being satisfied. 
with spiritual things. You see, how many of y'all like Chinese food? I love Chinese food. I can go, why I don't know why I'm talking about food so much, y'all. <laughs> it wasn't intentional, but it just comes naturally to me, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> I love Chinese food. But I can go eat Chinese food and an hour or two later, I am starving to death. That is an extreme of what I'm trying to tell you. What I'm trying to tell you is that the things of this world satisfy you temporarily. Now, does that mean when you get filled with the spiritual things, you never need to go back? No, that's not what that means. Because we still live in the natural, y'all. We still live in the natural. But what that means is that the things of this world have no future benefit for you. It's only temporary. It's a short-term thing. Now, it can be food, money, relationships. Y'all may say, no, when I get married, that's it. I ain't getting married again. How long are you going to be married? You know, we got some older people sitting in the backpack here. Probably been married longer than I've been alive. And I'm not trying to insult y'all. That is a wonderful thing. But how long are they going to be married? 50 years? Let's say they just really pushed it and they was married 70 years. That's a vapor. The things of this world, no matter what they are, it's a temporary benefit. But when you fill yourself and you're satisfied with spiritual things, listen, there ain't, it, it wasn't for no reason that the Word says, lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust don't corrupt and thieves can't break in and steal. Oh, starting to get somewhere now, ain't we? We talked last week about how there's a foundation laid. And the stuff you put on that foundation is either going to be burned up or it's going to remain after it's been tried by fire. This is what we're talking about today. You see, when I I come down and I receive something from God, oh man, I get charged up, ready to do something. Now it it may kind of fade away after a few days, But you know what? It didn't take anything from me. It didn't damage me in any way. When I fill myself up with the things of the world, I'm going to suffer loss. That's what the Word says. That foundation's still there, but I'm going to suffer loss. I don't want it to be consumed. Why I'm telling you this today is because... Too many times I come over here to pray and I spend an hour or two just getting the world out of me. Just flushing everything out because I've spent all week filling myself with the world and not God. Not spiritual things. Not His Word. I've just been existing in the world and not the spiritual realm. 
And I have to spend all that time out with the old, in with the new. Out with the bad, in with the good. Refilling. So that when Sunday morning comes, I'm ready to go. I want you all to understand something. That's not just my responsibility. You want to know why you come in and you don't get something out of church? Well, because you're full of the world. It's because you spent all week thinking on things of the world, whether they're good or bad, doesn't matter. They're temporary. And you come in here and you say, Oh, I couldn't eat another bite. I want to go take a nap. Hmm? Is that kind of hitting home a little bit? Because I'm, that's because I'm right. You know why I know I'm right? Because I have to do the same thing. Why am I telling you this? Because it doesn't have to be that way. And this is for your own benefit. Not just so we have awesome church services. It's because when you go into the world, you are an ambassador for Christ. You're supposed to be taking that gospel of peace with you wherever you go. You're supposed to be a light in this dark and dying world. I want to remind you all of a Scripture that says those that are in the dark know not at what they stumble. Because they're in the dark. They need the light. This is simple stuff, y'all. You ain't got to be a rocket scientist to understand this. This is easy. Somebody's got to show them some light. But when all I can think about... Hey, look. If this hurts your feelings, I'm sorry, but it's probably because it's true. If all I can think about is the next football game or when I'm going to get back on the lake fishing and... And I need to hurry and get home because my, my dinner's burning. I'm focusing too much on the world. Listen, I know I've got to go to work. I've got worldly, natural priorities that I have to address. But I'm here to tell you today, I don't have to do it without acknowledging God. I don't have to put those things above God. I don't have to give place to that to the point that I can't give place to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Priorities is everything in this, in this spiritual battle that we are under. Priorities is everything. You may say, well, look, I've got to go to work during such and such times. You're right. But God can go with you. I know you get breaks. You know what? It's federal law that you get breaks. I know there's times that you can set aside and, and do things for God that you don't, I don't. There's times that I could open up and just say, you know what, I'm going to set that aside right now and I'm going to focus on the things of God for a while. But we don't. And then we wonder why we don't get nothing out of church Sunday. We wonder why, man, why is the preacher dragging on so long? Good Lord, we sang 30 minutes before he even got up there. You know why you have that attitude? I've had it before. 
I may, I may have it again before it's over with. I'm, I'm here to tell y'all there's only one reason. It's because I'm already full of something else. You see, if, if I wasn't full of the world and I walked in here Sunday morning, I'm going to be so hungry for something. I don't care how long they sing. I don't care how long he preaches. I don't care if my whole house burns down right now because I need to be fed. You understand what I'm saying? When, when I am empty of the world, there is a great void and it's so easy to fill with spiritual things. That's where we need to be, y'all. That's where we need to be. We've got to, we've got to look at our lives. Y'all need to think about it now. I'm already thinking about it. What is it that I'm so full of? What is it I fed fed myself on all week? I've told y'all before, my biggest problem is TV. It's a waste. Oh, it's entertaining. But it's a waste. It's a temporary thing. You know, next week, I ain't going to remember what I watched on TV last week. That's how temporary that is. But I might remember the Word if I was going to read it. If I put it in my heart a little more, the Holy Spirit might have a little something to bring out when I needed it. If I begin to acknowledge God in my ways, He's going to direct my past when the time comes that there's a need for it. I'm going to read this scripture one more time. Love not the world. Y'all, I've had too much love for the world. You know how we ought to be feeling? We ought to be feeling like I can't stand the world. I have to go into it, but I sure don't like it. You know, that ought to be the way we think about the world. Love not the world. Why, Why is that? Why, why should we hate the world, basically? There's another scripture that goes hand in hand with this one that says, friendship with the world is what? Anybody know? Enmity with God. It will, it will separate you from God. Man, that's two scriptures that are pretty harsh. Friendship with the world is enmity with God. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. That don't mean you can't enjoy them. But do you love them or do you just kind of like them a little bit? There's a difference there. See, you can enjoy things in this world, but not get so wrapped up in them it ties up every aspect of your life. If any man loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I don't want to be in that situation. I don't want to be to the point where I have to compare myself to that Scripture and see that the love of God is not in me. Because I love the world. Because I let some little temporary thing that's pleasurable just for a season separate me from God. It don't even make sense when you look at it from an eternal perspective. It makes no sense. 
Yet we do it all the time. We do it every week. I said we. All the time I find myself wrapped up in, in the world, the worldly things. And I ought to be giving place to God and not, not the world. I find myself satisfied with something else that's not Him. 